Yeah, I know that you're sitting tired And you wanted to say Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas, and today we have a very special uh, set of guests in the room. Um, we, we're going to get tropical, we're going to get a little indie, a little mainstream, a little crazy. I'm very excited about what we have ahead today. So uh, at the moment, we are listening to Rude Boy by Salt Cathedral. This is was one of my hits of the summer, so if you haven't heard it, get into it, and we will be right back after this song is over. And today in the studio, and by in the studio, I mean in their apartment, um, I'm joined by Salt Cathedral. I got uh, Nico and Juli, 
the dynamic duo from Colombia, based in Brooklyn, uh, in front of me today. I'm very excited to have you guys uh, with us. Uh, so please just uh, make a little intro. Who are you and uh, what do you do? Hi, my name is Nico. I'm part of Salt Cathedral. I play guitar. I make like the electronic stuff. And to my right is... I'm Huli, or Juliana, but most people call me Huli. Um, and I am the other half of Salt Cathedral. I, along with Nico, we write all the music, and we write the melodies and the lyrics, and I sing in the band, and just all around. I, I always feel weird. I always feel weird uh, writing about you guys because, like, you know, like I know you as Julia and Nico, but I always have to write like Nicolas and then like last name and Julian and da, 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 you know, it's just like yeah. it feels so formal, especially knowing that you guys like you know just write Julia and Nico like on your on on all your bios and stuff. And I've tried to ask press to refer to us as Julia and Nico. Yeah. Yeah, I, again, I, I, you know, I, I, I think that as as the name becomes more household, yeah. um, that will that will change. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm very excited to have you all here today. Like again, I've I've been a big fan for a while. Uh, I've already had a chance to write about you multiple times, which I feel very lucky about because I love what you guys are doing. Thank you, man. Um, and having you here on the show, I'm just like. I, I was I was just telling Huli before I was just like um, I'm excited to know you guys now because I feel like I won't know you guys very soon because you're about to blow the fuck up like I I know you are every all the, all of your releases are coming out uh, incredible and I know I'm gushing and maybe that's not professional but like I really really love uh, what you guys are doing um, and so our listeners out there I know that you got a little taste with Rude Boy uh, just now but how would you describe uh, Salt Cathedral and your music uh, to maybe audiences that might not be as familiar with with your music. I think uh, it's quite difficult, and you probably know about this. How like musicians they they want like how to define this? Yeah, um, because we're not pitching to anybody the the idea of Salt Cathedral. But I guess it's kind of like a it's it's basically uh, the reflection of being from Bogota that it's a mix a mix between. Anglo music and Latino music is yeah. like the ju juxtaposition of that, and I feel that like it comes from a lot of different styles that people would never guess. It's like I grew up with a lot of hardcore and metal and punk, and I think that comes along with, because maybe because of the intensity of it, yeah, but some sort. But I guess same as Juli, I guess it's like what I would call the Sal Cathedral. It's like it's it's a it's a Latino band. It's a Latino yeah. band. It's like I don't know. I would say that I wouldn't be able to say like is dream pop with progressive <laughs> thing tropical wanna be J Balbin. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I was trying to pull up a quote, but I couldn't find it that we gave for our last release, which was like we're like a couple of Latinx kids who are taking inspiration from a from a globalized world, both like aesthetically and meaning wise. So it just kind of like sums up. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, like, I. We take we take from a lot of different places very respectfully, but it's like I mean, you and I were talking about this like off the record. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a globalized world. The internet has really like revolutionized everything. So yes. even though we grew up in the MTV generation and like Nico played in like metal bands, but we grew up with sort of Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears at the end of the day, and then we went to jazz school. It's like how do we take all of this? And we live in Brooklyn. We live in Brooklyn in Bed Stuy. A lot of like. Jamaican music group dancing in Colombia. There's a really big, you know, like, you know, I thought Meringue was Colombian yeah. up, until, up until I was like 20 years old or something. Because it was like the music you heard. So you never yeah. questioned it. So maybe not 20, but like I never questioned. It was like, oh, this is like ours. Um, and so I just think it's like, yeah, it's like we try and put things into a pop song format kind yeah. of thing. 
into song format, but it really takes from a lot of different places. Yeah, because I, I and I uh, earlier I, w- I was describing um, well to you guys that like one of the things that makes me so excited about Salt Cathedral is that it sounds like it comes from so many places. Like there is dance hall, and but then there is this like you know just sort of like experimental electronic production, and then all of a sudden like there might be like something that's like more like Latino, you know, like like a it could be like merengue or something like that. Like it just kind of can be anything. It's very like it's very much like a chameleon band. Um, yeah, I think it's because we don't have restraints. It's just yeah. like, I think the, the, what we like about this this band is like. We were like the left field version of what you consider Latino. Yeah. Yes, you know that's I guess like that's where we aim, like trying to have freedom and trying to express ourselves, regardless what people think or what it or what we we're supposed to do. I guess you know. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's cool because like again, it's been a it's been a long road getting here. I mean, like I you know I was aware of you guys back in the day when it was Ilavanico, and then you know even like the first Salt Cathedral EP. Um, it, there were hints of this tropicalness, but it was more sort of like almost down tempo or, you know, like it was more cerebral, if you will. And so like, it's really exciting to see that arc. Like I love, I love being able to sort of follow a storyline or, well, a made up storyline, but like an evolution of, of sound. Like again, from like the indie rock into the more sort of like cerebral jazz influence stuff to, you know, this just exuberant, you know, shower of color um and w- that's a, actually a good segue into talking about rude boy which the video is so colorful mm-hmm. it, and it's like you know color is is this that's how you get my heart you know right. <laughs> that's how you get my heart yeah the, i'm like obsessed with the color. video is beautiful um thanks so. what can you tell us well first tell us a little bit about the song and then we'll talk a little bit about the video okay so the this song i mean rude boy is it's, it's a very tropical very vibrant song um Lyrically, the song Root Boy is about kind of like um, being okay with not being like super tough all the time, you know, and knowing that there's, and I have this, like a, a lot of people around me that like, they feel like they're very tough, but are fearing like being sensitive, mm. fearing like being in crisis or feeling anxious or feeling like insecure. And so it's kind of like a little bit like an ode to someone telling them like, it's okay. Like we all fall sometimes. Yeah. You don't have to keep up this like incredible kind of like rudeness to you and toughness yeah. to you. Um, kind of like let loose and it, it's it's all right. We need to embrace that. And like our demons will always try to like break us down. But, but we, you know, you got to just keep going and keep at it and know that you're doing things for the right reasons, you know, because you believe in them, because yeah. you want to create something, because you love someone. You know, so that's what the song Rude Boy is about. I really appreciate like the thoughtfulness that goes into your songs. I feel like, again, they, they come from a very honest place. I think your voice is also such an important part of that. Like you have an honest voice, which feels like a very strange descriptor. That's a great mm-hmm. compliment. You know, Thank but, you. but like, I, you know, we've, you know, in the past we've like listened to some like of your songs and like kind of discussed them and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, like I would believe it. I just like, whatever it is, I, I believe it, you know, because <laughs> like it just sounds so honest. Um, you know, um, the quote that you mentioned before was in the release for the video for Rude yes. Boys. Cause I'm like, oh, I've definitely heard this. Um, or at least read it. Um, and I was hoping you guys could tell me a little bit about uh, the, 
production of the video, I know that a lot of the imagery or the styling was inspired by Frida Kahlo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to know, I'd like, I had it written down before I even got the release. I was like, oh, they're like, it's like a North Brooklyn Frida Kahlo. And then the, the release came in and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to use this quote. So I'm going to cut like yes. my, my very nice man. Um, but uh, yeah, please tell me a little bit about the production of the video and the concept. Um, um, well, the concept of the video was more to take, to not have a narrative and kind of just vibe on something that was very vibrant yeah. and that felt very like a reinterpretation of something that was so heavily like Latino. Um, so kind of, yeah, North, <laughs> North Brooklyn Frida. I love that. Um, So we worked with this girl, Susan. Um, It's interesting, though, because I'd been speaking with her boyfriend about doing a music video, and he's Mexican. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for some reason, we ended up doing it with her instead of him. He's also a music video director. Um, And so she's very inspired by Mexican culture because they've been together for a very long time. And so we kind of got into this thing where we wanted like a very strong personality like Frida, but she like had a lot of suffering in her life, totally. you know, like her, mm. her literal body things and like her relationships that he had. And it, was, it was all very intense. So it kind of seemed like a very strong figure to take from, you know, mm. when you, you read her like, um, why, para que piece, tengo alas para volar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? uh-huh. So it's like, it's a little bit like that, you know, you take, you take the things that are uh, limiting to you and then you, you break out of those things to be better. Um, awesome. So yeah, that's why we were inspired in that. And then, so the production was like, we were doing it here, obviously <laughs> budget comes into play. Cause we were like, you know, we were going to do it with like absolutely nothing. And then it starts adding up and stuff. So we used dance and movement because it's so inspired in like music that yeah. makes you dance. Mm-hmm. And then the colorfulness and the vibrancy <clears throat> and the location was New York. We were here. So it's like, how do we take advantage of New York. And I think the director did like a really good job. In, Absolutely. And kind of like channeling all these things in a way that was, because a lot of times in music videos, especially for smaller bands, you have to understand that it exists because it's viable. Yeah. You know, we could have the craziest ideas, but we don't have a hundred thousand dollars to make a music video. <laughs> I mean, it was also like intervening a lot of this, these sort of um, very suffocating urban spaces, like, like a basketball court, mm-hmm. you know, or like, like, you know, you just feel surrounded by, by buildings, by concrete and like, you know, uh, uh, I was going to say ladrillo all like all of the time. And it's just like, it's really cool. Like to take that grayness and infuse it with all this color. And I was curious because like one of the things that was most striking to me were the fashions. And now Juli, you're a very stylish woman, you know, and not to say that Nico is not, but you're Nico, you're more minimalist in your style of dress. Like you usually sort of like wear like joggers and like a, like a cool t-shirt and stuff. And I wanted to know like, what was your experience with all these fashion moments? Because you also looked really fucking great in this video. Thanks, man. I just think, um, I think uh, coming from Colombia, as a man, sometimes fashion becomes, you have this preconception of fashion to be frivolous, to be superficial. Right. That's, the, that's the kind of attitude that you have as a man, unless you are a reggaeton dude. They really totally embrace it. They embrace fashion completely in their own way. But I think being from Bogota, kind of like as a dude, like, Kind of like it's a little bit ca- countercultural, like anti-capitalist right. in a way. Uh, you feel fashion is just like a, some frivolous thing, but what I sense is like it's just another expression. And in this music video, I kind of like embrace the concept of um, taking fashion into being a, a medium for expression. Mm. You know, in a very 
be a part of this element that's going to contribute to the video. So I think that's kind of like what I learned from this video and I, I will continue to do it. And it's kind of like, I'm not David Bowie, but, <laughs> but I, from that experience, I was like, let me, let me see how can I, I'm, I'm a converted fashion sure. guy now. It's like, I like feel Nico like, before the video and Nico yeah, I'm Get like, it. yeah, this is kind of like, okay, this is another way to express myself. Right. This is an expression. I need to take advantage of it. And so that's what it is. How That's how I feel about it. I mean, I've always been like a big personal style guy and like... Your that's, style is amazing. Well... None of your listeners follow you for like you your so much. Well, I mean, but, but, you know, being based in Mexico City, like I, you know, I've, I've had most of my belongings in New York City and like, you know, watching this video was like the first time that I missed New York City because mm. like, you know, and now that I've been back, like the first thing that struck me, like the first day of, of me landing in New York City was like, you know, like it's just... 15 year olds in sweatpants going or coming from school and they look so fucking chic. Oh, Everybody just looks awesome here. And yeah. I was like, I really just miss like style and fashion and my clothes. And I was actually just able to like get some, some stuff back and I'm bringing it back to Mexico with me. But, um, it was right. just like, I just missed clothes. So like, thank you for that. Like that, 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 that video really, uh, produced a lot of personal nostalgia. Oh no, that me. makes me very happy. Yeah, <laughs> I, d- I definitely I agree with Nick because I do think that in many ways the connotation of fashion is like so frivolous. But yes. for me, it's literally a form of walking expression. Yes, like I love it. I go to Soho and I free. I'm like catching flies. I'm like, look at that person. Look at that person. And it's not just how expensive it is, or but it's just the the way people find certain mm-hmm. combinations. And you realize that styling is not just the clothes you choose, but how do you like wear yes. them? For example, there's this white dress in the in the video that has like a, a red thing, and it was just like a beret that some girl had, and we just sewed it in because it was like a bleeding heart. Oh, that's amazing! So it's like Frida's bleeding heart yeah, kind yeah. of thing, and it was so special and meaningful. People don't know it, maybe, but like it, it was like a, a way of expressing that, you know, this like bleeding heart in a white dress that's very cool Mm -hmm. well the video for rude boy is out everywhere so make sure that you all get on youtubes on the all the things and find it and share it and you know tell everybody about it um we have a whole lot of playlists and a whole lot of conversation and questions for salt cathedral salt salt cathedral (laughs) ahead salsa cathedrals um but uh yeah so up next we have a track by el general um, and I'm really excited to play El General. We actually, like, actually, while in New York, somebody else brought in a, a General song. And it was like, it's the first time we've ever played El General uh, on the show. So shout out New York for that. Yes. Um, so who who chose this track? Or is it or is it all like kind of a collaboration? This I did. I did. I did. Because we, we were going to release a song that it's influenced by El General. And it's like, for me, like, I discovered Dancehall. Yeah. And then... I, I was listening to El General like when I was like 12, 13. But then the click was like in the mini tecas, so just like dancing yeah. with girls. It's like, muebelo, muebelo. Yeah, it was great. Then <laughs> but then it was kind of like <laughs> discovering dancehall and then coming back to Panamanian dancehall. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is fucking amazing. So yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to listen to Muebelo by El General and we'll be right back with more Salt Cathedral.
Ella era una chica plástica, de esas que veo por ahí, de esas que cuando se agitan, sudan Chanel number three, que sueñan casarse con un doctor, pues él puede mantenerlas mejor, no le hablan a nadie si no es su igual, a menos que sea fulano de tal, son lindas delgadas de buen vestir, de mirada esquiva y falso reír. Él era un muchacho plástico, de esos que veo por ahí Con la peinilla en la mano, mi cara de yo no fui De los que por tema en conversación discuten que marca de carro es mejor De los que prefieren el no comer, por las apariencias que hay que tener Para andar elegantes y así poder, una chica plástica recoger ¿Qué fallo? Era una pareja plástica, de esas que veo por ahí Él pensando solo en dinero, ella en la moda en París Aparentando lo que no son, viviendo en un mundo de pura ilusión Diciendo a su hijo de cinco años, no juegues con niños de color extraño Ahogados en deudas para mantener su estatus social en modo hotel
fondo y su razón. Se ven las caras, se ven las caras, vaya. Palante, 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 y así seguiremos unidos y al final venceremos. Se ven las caras, se ven las caras, vaya, pero nunca el corazón. Pero señoras y señores, en medio del plástico también se ven las caras de esperanza. Se ven las caras orgullosas que trabajan por una Latinoamérica unida y por un mañana de esperanza y de libertad. Se ven las caras de trabajo y de sudor, de gente de carne y hueso que no se vendió. De gente trabajando, buscando el nuevo camino, orgullosa de su herencia y de ser latino, de una raza unida. Siembra, Panamá, presente, Puerto Rico, presente, México, presente, Venezuela, presente, Perú, presente, República Dominicana, presente, Cuba, presente, Costa Rica, presente, Colombia, Alrighty, and we're back. And the second track we just listened to there is by uh, iconic sort of like Latin music, salsero, Ruben Blades. Uh, and the track is called Plástico. Mm-hmm. Um, I also believe this is one of your tracks, Nico, right? Of course. Yeah, like I I think Julie was saying that you play this a lot. Juli. Yes. <laughs> Juli, not Julie, no. Oh, did I say Julie? Oh my God, I'm sorry. No, Juli. It's okay. I know that. I know better. <laughs> I'm not white. Um, so no, but, uh, yes, she was mentioning that you play the song a lot. Well, yeah, it was like, I'm, I'm learning salsa, like, so, so I'm learning bass. So it's like, for me, like salsa bass playing is the best. And also, so I love this song. I love Ruben to death. I saw him last week at, uh, doing like an NYU, he was speaking at NYU. I've been just obsessed with Ruben for a bit, for a month. Like I've been obsessed with Ruben for a while, Yeah, but I just took it back. It's like, we went damn. and saw his documentary, his new oh, documentary yeah. in Colombia. We saw it was amazing. And I think also, I mean, this is like an eco-peak. We both love this song. We A, both love and grew up dancing salsa. B, Nico's learning to play bass to that song. So he p- will play it like 10 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> and the lyrics of that song are unbelievable. And one of the be- most beautiful things he says in that song is when he starts to doing a, a call for all Latinos, which I think is like very relevant wow. to today, you know? Dice como... Oye, hermano, oye, latino. Like, he's just kind of calling for unity. And I don't know. I think it's very, like, ahead, he, ahead of his time. Is he a bass player? No. No. no I, I thought he was more percussion-oriented, no? No, he's just a Panamanian dude that has the fucking cloud in his butt, man. His, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he's just a singer, man. But, really? Yeah, but he's a singer, an actor, He's a done lawyer. 30 movies. He was... A, man, Stop it. I th- didn't know that. 34 movies. 34 movies. Stop it. He's a lot of like a lot of Fania albums. He did a lot of stuff with Willie Colon. He went to Harvard. He went to Harvard. He's a lawyer. He's a he genius. he he was um, a culture minister, uh, culture, no, tourism culture minister in Panama. Like secretary of culture. Secretary of culture. And so they, he got like the cheat codes to the universe. Yeah, pretty much. That's amazing and hard work, obviously. I think he like fucked up once in his life, and it was like he he had a kid that he didn't know of. Or oh something. shit. That's yeah. like his one thing where he's like, 
I screwed up. It reminds me that, you know, you're talking about salsa bass playing and uh, that makes me, that makes me instantly think of Buscabulla because, you know, so much of what they do is influenced by salsa, but also specifically that bass playing. Like I, I would guess as fellow Brooklynites, even though they just went back to Puerto, uh, to Puerto Rico, you have like met them and yeah. I, I don't think you've worked with them specifically, but like... You know, you. I'm sure you're familiar with their music, and like yeah. Louis Fren, like his bass playing is like nuts. It's it's out of this world. Uh, you know, it's just it makes me think of like you know this the way that like maybe like the salsa bass playing is sort of like having a big comeback. It's not never mm. something that I've thought about in salsa. Um, I, I don't know. Are there like other salseros that like you specifically like are digging right now, or, or are you just very like focused on Ruben Blades? No, but I love the classics. I look like. Uh, Ismael Allende, I love like Willy Colon, I love Hector Lavoe, I like all the guys from Fania, uh, yeah, Tito Puente, Celia, all those guys, like, it's just like, I, I constantly listen to it, like, yeah. it's kind of like the thing that I listen to when I'm not, when I'm just chilling, is salsa. Really? It's of the course, best yeah. music for cleaning the house. <laughs> it's the best music for every, anything, man. Most Latino kids can attest to that. Yes. Yeah, man, you just wake up and put some salsa. Carnaval, and you're like, ni, 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 Good times. I was a little curious because, again, where you are now and and like the music that you listened to growing up, like I I, I think we've spoken about this before. Um, you know, I know Juli, like you were always like a big sort of party girl, like a dancing girl, like you love pop and reggaeton and stuff. And then I know Nico, you're more were more like a metalero mm. and stuff like that. Like, do you still sort of like? Um, engage with those genres that you guys grew up with or now is it more like I've transcended or is it like weird sort of balancing those two fandoms like because now you're very like indie like indie experimental even though it's still kind of like pop stuff it's not traditional pop you know it's yeah. very again it's very experimental in like the literal sense of it like you're trying new things on a constant basis yeah but I think the, the analogy to that I think it's kind of like you know you're in New York you can try all kinds of food but you're always going to go back to that arepa mm. or the empanada and I feel like maybe you're not going to have an empanada maybe you're going to have it once a year but you're going to have that empanada <laughs> and you're going to enjoy it and you're going to have fun and you're going to have those memories because same music is same as food the beautiful thing about that is that you still have those memories. It also creates this nostalgia, yeah. this moment, this this capsule of time. So I I do definitely go back to it, but I think not for the same reasons that I was maybe 10, 15 years ago. It's more like going back to something that I, I was like interested or intrigued by, go back and I listen with different ears. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that Pantera was so groovy before it was a little bit more about the aggression yeah. or about the lyrics or about the, the solo guitar. But then I hear it now and I'm like, it's very groovy. It's like very groovy metal. Things like that happens to me. So for me, for me, it's like very different because I wasn't per se a big party girl, but it was more like a cultural thing. So I went along with the whole culture. And if you would go dancing on Fridays and Saturdays, you know, it's like classic kind of thing. Um, and it was a lot of old school reggaeton. But it was very interesting because it was thought of as like, it wasn't cool. It was actually uncool, but everyone did it. So it was somehow like this, like, you wouldn't admit it, but you kind of loved it. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think Jay Balvin was the person to sort of recently was like, hey, let's put a name to this. This can be cool. 
like this is cool. And now reggaeton is cool. Yeah. But in that era, it was like you kind of just it was like the dark thing you did at night. It was but so you loved it. Yeah. But it wasn't counterculture. Like you wouldn't own up to it. It wasn't punk. Oh, uh, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You know, it was kind of like a little bit embarrassing. Like, oh, I don't really like reggaeton, <laughs> but here I am dancing away for five hours on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. And so for me, it's been uh, very different because then I left. I left Columbia. I went to school for jazz music and I kind of forgot about that music. Like, goodbye. This is like. Yeah. And then I realized being here and listening to da- a lot of dance hall, I was like, this is kind of the same shit. And then, then that's when I realized, like, oh, like, all the cultural thing of where the rhythm comes from and where the dembo comes from and how it came through through Panama and then Jamaica and then, like, a lot of it came from New York and made it all the way to Colombia. So now I really enjoy that and I love going out to dance. Like, I go to Lover's Rock a lot and if, like... Um, you know, Rio Bamba's playing yeah, or like Uproot Andy's playing. I'm like, give me all of these Bimbo like reggaeton nah. things. But then they mix it in with like Nigerian Afrobeat, which yeah. is something that I love in like Jamaican dance hall. And so I've kind of like rekindled with all of that and it's now in my music. Um, That's so beautiful. to me, it's like very, very special because it's something that I think I never... Re- it's like if you grow up eating Arepas and you never think Arepas are special, but then you kind of... <laughs> It becomes a thing and, and every you, restaurant is in New York is serving arepas. Yeah. That's literally what it feels like. And then you're like all of a sudden in New York eating arepas because every restaurant serves it, but you also grew up on it. So it like, it's kind of been like this full circle, really beautiful full circle thing. Yeah. I mean, it forces you to look at things with like fresh eyes and fresh ears. Um, cool. Okay. Well, let's move on. We have, again, we still have quite a bit of playlist ahead. Uh, up next, we have a track by Vicente Garcia. Um, and I was actually really struck when you said something earlier about merengue you know, being so popular in Colombia that you thought it was from Colombia because I, I worked on a, on a, on a, on a profile of Vicente Garcia mm. and he's based, uh, he's Dominican, but he's based in Colombia now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was talking about how like people in DR don't know about merengue anymore. Like this generation is more like dembo and hip hop centric. And he's like coming to Colombia was crazy eye opening because everybody is on their merengue game, mm. you yeah. know? So I'm, I'm curious about your, your relationship to Vicente Garcia, like, you know, what it is, why, why we're listening to him today. And uh, yeah, and what what you can tell me about the song that we're about but to hear. But also, I'm gonna give you an, an anecdote about Dominican Republic this year. That it was my, it was like my second time in Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. We went there twice. Um, third time it was like no, yeah. So, so this year we played twice there, and it was kind of crazy because we were like with the promoters and all, all of them. The guy, the, those guys are from Santo Domingo. And I was like, hey, well, this is Dominican. Like, like this is are the places. This is like the music. This is what's going on. And then at the end of the, we played the show and then at the end there was like an after party and they were like playing music and it was like techno and house and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. But dude, like we're in Santo Domingo, we're in Dominican Republic, I want to listen to merengue. Mm -hmm. I want to listen to merengue. And they were like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? Like, do you know merengue? And I was like, yeah, I grew up with it. And they were like, okay. And it was really funny because it was like seven Dominicans, us, really drunk singing all those old songs yeah. and, they, and they were like oh my gosh I can't believe you know all the the lyrics for all those songs and the, you guys know how to dance to it and I was like yeah man <laughs> Dominican Republic had a, like a big influence in Colombia it still does it I still mean, does man and so for us the Vicente, uh, Vicente Garcia track with um, Juan Luis Guerra for me is just a gem of today's music because um I love Juan Luis Guerra to death. Like he's my, he's an idol. He's he's my idol, and I think uh, for me, seeing those two pairing, I think Vicente is such a 
natural talent, such a beautiful singer, such a beautiful songwriter. Um, and I think as a Colombian, I have him living in Colombia and then Juan Luis being so influential in Colombia. As a Colombian, you have this thing yeah. with He's those also guys. very right? musical. Like he like stands out of the crowd just because same as Juan Luis, their musicality is just like in Crazy. their blood. Like I saw Vicente recently, a couple like three weeks ago. And I was very, very, very impressed. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so we're going to listen to that. Again, it's like the old school meets the new school of merengue. And I think you'll find that there aren't, there isn't too much difference here. Like, you know, as long as we're all learning from each other, this is dope. Yeah. So, uh, again, this is Vicente Garcia featuring Juan Luis Guerra. The track is, or, or and Juan Luis Guerra, I don't know if it's a feature. Uh, but the track is called Loma de Cayenas. Um, and, yeah, just uh, enjoy. And we'll be right back with more Salt Cathedral. <laughs> Cuando te vi, llegó a mi vida el alba, quedó encendida mi alma para sembrar en el jardín. Cuando te vi, yo te entregué mis ganas, el sol a tus mañanas, fue floreciendo el capullito. Y así creció esta loma de cayenas, nacieron de mi pecho para ti. Por ti creció en el campo la esperanza negra cuando te vi. Cayó en la siembra lluvia y crecieron las flores. Ya se cosecha el fruto de nuestras ilusiones. Mamita linda, cuando yo te vi, cayó en la tierra lluvia, me diste mil razones. Oh, 
crecieron las flores Ya se cosecha el fruto de nuestras ilusiones Mira que niñito de mi vida, te digo yo Cayó en la tierra lluvia, me diste mil razones La dueña de mis sueños, negra de mis amores
right, and we are back with more Salt Cathedral. And the second track that we just heard uh, is uh, the Bad Bunny's latest at time of recording, featuring Drake, and the track is called Mia. At the time of uh, recording, well, we know he's gonna release like another track tomorrow. I mean, probably. yeah, that's what he does. He just drops yeah. shit like left and right. I mean, and this is all probably also gonna be a few weeks before it comes out. But um, yeah, I mean, I love this song. And actually, we were talking a little bit about the song before because, like, it it at first it, it you know it feels a little weird to hear Drake. Uh, you know, rap in Spanish. I kind of dig it, even though I know it's a gimmick. Yeah. Um, but I was curious as to why you guys brought this song in. I do think this is my thing. This is my thing with Bad Bunny and Drake. They're like junk food, honestly, straight <laughs> up. But you know, like I, like this is the thing. Bad Bunny has a, such a unique tone, um, like really a, a lot of rhythmic, like basically ecstasy rhythmic patterns that are absolutely amazing. Um, Drake also, man, and but they don't. I don't. Bad Bunny talks about some weird, fucked up shit that I hate. But and Drake is so banal and frivolous, frivolous. But it's like junk food. It's just like you can't. You get me that that burger with fries and soda, and I'm gonna join it once in a while. You're right? gonna eat it, and you're gonna and you're gonna, and you're gonna regret it. it. Yeah, and you're gonna regret it. I wasn't gonna say all that. No, I <laughs> oh, never sometime, regret it. Those are two of my favorite artists. Oh, I, sometimes I, love I get it, it into that, and I'm like, oh damn, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I just like listen to Bad Bunny for two hours, and it's like that's so it's funny, like over and over, and I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, I can't, I can't. I will say about the Spanish thing. I love the reason I love it is because I see it as a Bad Bunny win. Like yeah. to have someone like Bad Bunny, an independent artist who doesn't have an he doesn't have an agent. He doesn't have. He I think doesn't. He doesn't have an agent. Like Stop agencies it. are fighting to sign him because he doesn't have an agent. He just has like his friend. Apparently, it's it's a mess because he'll like overbook himself on the same day in the same city, and then he'll have them like auction off to give him more money. So he'll cancel on some people and get like shitload of money. That's what I've heard. Um, but he, you know, he runs with like this crew of people. Have an independent artist that's driving the world crazy. Yeah. To, it's a win for him because Drake is not singing Drake. Drake is imitating Bad Bunny. That melody was yes. written by Bad Bunny. Because at least most of Drake things sound like they're written by Drake. Yeah. That melody just sounds like it was written by Bunny. So to me, it's like a win to get the number one artist in the world to like sing this melody written by Bad Bunny in his own language. Because also I saw an Instagram live of Bad Bunny and he was like, the reason Drake sang in, in Spanish was because I was like, I don't want stuff that I don't understand in my own songs and I don't speak English. <laughs> I mean, I completely so agree. Like, but it's like a crazy win for him. And like, it's, it means the power is in him and the power is in him because he gets two people. Like, he moves people. Yeah. His like song, Estamos Bien, like, I love it. It makes me happy, <laughs> you know? Like, me levante contento y me levante feliz. Like, I well, and I think what you're saying is really interesting because I'm actually not a big fan of like the current hip hop or trap cadence. I find it kind of boring. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, if this is, if this track is about to go the fuck off, like, I feel like your energy should convey that. And Drake has never conveyed energy never. to me. It's just, it's very like I'm doing this and like, <laughs> and cool. And I'm glad that people connect to that, but yeah. it's just like bad bunny is an anomaly in the trap Same. world because he goes so fucking hard. So hard. And so I think it's, and I think maybe that's why I dig it because I Definitely. think, you know, you're, as you said, Drake is imitating Bad Bunny. Yes. And I'm like, that's, that there's a component. It's the energy it. that's, I, I really, really dig that. Um, before we move on, I, 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 I want to ask one final thing about your history because I know that you guys um, went to school at um, uh, Berkeley in Boston, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, you guys like, I mean, the class that you went to like included so many people that are so 
amazing, is such amazing artists and so important in like the in Latin indie music scene right now. You know, Ella Minus, uh, uh, Elsa y Elmar. Was yeah. she up there? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, members of Little Jesus, Plastics Revolution. Teishi. Valerie, Lorelei, and, 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 and Stop it. Oh, that's right. I was like, I know I'm missing one. Oh, crap. Anna Wise, Anna the Wise. girl from Kendrick But she's Omar, not Latina, but yeah. Latina, but still, that's amazing. So I, I wanted to get a little bit, uh, you know, some words about like that experience uh, coming from Colombia and then being randomly in Boston and then just being around so many talented uh, students slash artists i'm gonna tell you something i now that i think about it like like a post post thought about it I'm, I'm i'm sorry to disappoint you but i think when you go there it's just just you're just practicing and learning and just studying a lot i don't think it was like everybody was like hey <laughs> all these talented people no everybody's like just in their own <laughs> thing doing their own stuff nobody sure. was doing anything very artistic i think everybody that goes to college like coming from colombia they're really like they really want to score good grades and they just want to do really well um but when i i remember seeing this because i know gaui from ella minus like right. since i was like 14 13 stop yeah <laughs> and i know i know mateo that he does a lot of stuff for elsa elmari caloncho and all those dudes since i was 13 and they were there but i never thought about it man like n honestly none of those guys were like elsa from elsa y elmar gaui from ella minus or santi from little jesus it was like just my friends yeah So I guess it's like you never thought that those guys were going to do projects, music projects, that that they were going to do anything about it, you know? Yeah. But I must say, they, all of them, the only thing that they had in common is that they were a little bit of outsiders from this core thing that Berkeley had. Like, he, they were the outcasts of... Like they weren't like the best jazz musicians or the best, all this kind of stuff. Because there was this like nucleus of people that were like the rising stars of Berkeley. Right. They were more like, yeah, I'm going to this college. Yeah, I'm doing this, but nah, this is not my vibe. I'm going this way. <laughs> sort I mean, of. Santi dropped out full on. Yeah. That's He, crazy. So it's interesting because my big complaint with Berkeley has always been that it's it's not an art school. It's a music school. And so... Um, a lot of it was like um, people not engaging with art making. So it, even like a lot of these people, they started making music afterwards. Like Taishi, she start, she released and started making music right af way after, like years after. Yeah, she like I only became aware of her like last year, maybe exactly. two years ago. Yeah, And it's like a lot of these people, I mean, like I think the only really visionary one was like Little Jesus because he dropped out. I was telling you, he had merch for Little Jesus before there was a band and before there was music. I love that story. It was huge. He literally had already had likes on his Facebook page. People were wearing, uh, his merch was um, necklaces that had an LJ logo. He had a logo. That's amazing that like he had visionary. this whole thing planned yeah, out for years. Yeah, he had this years. whole thing planned out for years. He he dropped out and he went to Mexico to become a rock star and he did it. And he's huge there. Um, so it it is interesting what Nico says because it, it's true that we never really saw it kind of like a thing because no one was making art at the time and i think we all kind of graduated and we we're like oh what the heck do i do now and yeah. then like some of us you know started making art i had one last question about your college days um and it's uh, again i i because i've interviewed you before for remezcla um and this is thankful just my thing um mm -hmm. but um 
I know that I think you guys were jazz students, no? Yes. And so, like, from jazz to dance hall, that's a big jump. Jazz hall, jazz. <laughs> yeah, ah! we we did jazz composition, both of us. Um, and yeah, it was. Well, Nico was playing mostly guitar, and I was very focused in vocal improvisation, improvisation okay. like vocal jazz. Um, and yeah, I think there's a big because we realized again. So we went there and we just studied this craft, but it wasn't like we were actively being jazz musicians. Um, but then when we graduated, we realized like, how would we live off of like, how, how do we do this? And we did start, we started writing music at some point. The reason I started writing music was because I was not a very good jazz singer as in like comparatively with girls who were born in the Mississippi, whose parents were jazz musicians and who had been singing since they were three, like (laughs) over jazz chords and improvising. I was like this Colombian girl who had grew up with like, I didn't, I'd only been studying jazz for maybe two or three years when I got there. Um, so I was like not, it was ingrained in my blood. And so one day I decided like, maybe if I write my own music, then I can be my own best at writing my own music instead of trying to be the best jazz singer. Cause I clearly like, it was like a big blow to get there and realize that I was like not the top of the the people in that craft, you know, just, I wasn't, um, so I think, and then, and then that's when I started writing music. Then I met Nico and we started writing music together and it was just a really fun thing. So yeah. it was like, like jazz in school was like handing in counterpoint things and like doing scores for big bands and arrangements and understanding chordal harmony, harmonies and stuff. And this was just like us with our friends, like rehearsing and writing songs and playing with like really, really good players. It was like fun, but it was like... I don't know. It's just a really big pleasure. And that's how we started making music. And when we graduated, it was like, it makes more sense to, given we weren't, what Nico was saying, we weren't the prodigy, the jazz prodigies of Berkeley, you know? So we were like, oh, we can make our own music. And then just started going off of there. And then, I mean, the dance hall and all that was, it was definitely a New York find. Like Mm. going back to our roots and going back to every, because Boston was like a bubble where like we just learned jazz. And then coming back, coming here to New York was kind of like reconnoing with all our Latino culture, hearing all this hip hop. Our Umwelt DP, for example, is very influenced by hip hop. Um, okay. Yeah, so I see that. You see, that was when we moved to New York. We wrote that when we moved to New York. And then the one before that was in Boston. We wrote it. Huh. Oh, so, yeah. So that would have been a very different vibe. Very different vibe. Um, speaking of, the, again, this transition towards uh, more uh, tropical sounds, um, you know, we're about to play a track by MC Bin Laden. Um, and I think it's really, really cool because like, again, when I interviewed you, I, you know, we're currently in Crown Heights somewhere for mm-hmm. discretion. Um, or is it Bed-Stuy? It's Bed-Stuy. It's Bed-Stuy? It's Bed-Stuy. Okay. Well, but you know, but it's this Brooklyn community that has so much Caribbean influence in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I know that this, that sort of like, it was just sort of like, you're just a sponge just absorbing Absolutely. these, these rays of like musical influence. Like very literally there was a summer where... I had my window open and I learned all of these songs that the neighbors <laughs> would play on their giant sound system. And I did not know it was labeled dance hall. I did not know it was dance hall, but I was like, I love all these songs. And you know, when Nico like found it on Spotify and it was all, um, vibes cartel tracks. Work. It was a lot of vibes cartel. And I was like, this is like blowing my mind. And then that's when I like really got into it. 
But yeah, it was this literally window open, window music. I mean, I've, and isn't that like a great New York moment? It's just like, Absolutely. what's wafting in from the street Absolutely, today? Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, and and again, I, I think this is where like the playlist is going to take a turn because like, you know, known you guys for a, a little minute now and I know that you guys like to to turn it up, you know? And so I'm really excited to play an MC Bin Laden track on the show today. So yeah, what can you tell us about this song? Well, MC Bin Laden... This is one of our favorite MC Bin Laden songs. But in general, we really like him um, as an artist. Mm -hmm. He's just very rhythmical. Um, he represents like this very intense culture in Brazil, like favela kind of culture. Yeah. Um, but people in Brazil are surprisingly musical. You know, it's kind of like, like people in Cuba or people in like Dominican Republic or yeah. Puerto Rico or like even Bad Bunny, I think, has that. You know, it's like it just, you can feel the rhythm in them. Mm -hmm. and, and Bin Laden has this. Um, so we've always kind of been really big fans of him, but also like his videos and his dance moves and how candid he is how kind of we don't understand the language, but he's funny. You can tell that yeah. he's like hilarious. Um, so we discovered it and it became like a thing. So we were like, dude, we should make a track with him. And so we reached out. This was like two years ago, maybe. Work. Two and a half years ago. And we kind of found a contact. And through like an email, we got a WhatsApp. And through this WhatsApp, we have been speaking to his manager in Portuñol because he does not speak Spanish and we don't speak Portuguese. In yeah. this like really weird language, only in voice notes on WhatsApp. That's crazy. And for a year and a half, we kept pressuring, being like, will you sing over our track? Sing over our track. Sing. And one day after a year and a half, he sent us a video of Bin Laden singing on the track. Oh, my God. In the studio. And we have the video. We freaked. And then they sent us the audio. And so now we have, it's one of our upcoming singles. Can we say that? It's I mean, a, can, yeah, can we so say we can, that? We can do, say do we want to double check that? We can totally say that. It will come out. It will see the light of day for sure. Okay. Um, and it's a song where MC Bin Laden is on. It's inspired by, by Le Funk, rhythmically. And lyrically, it was inspired by, when I started doing jazz, I did a lot of... Uh, like bossa nova and samba because it's kind of like part of the jazz programs usually is that you know it's yeah. like the the non-swing part of jazz um so it's inspired by like girl from ipanema it's about like the beauty of a girl and how beautiful this girl is um so it's kind of like a remake of a brazilian classic with a new brazilian rhythm and someone like mc bin laden on the track so it's like we that's, love this song. That's awesome. Well, obviously, it w it will be on the show at some point in the future once it's seen the light of day. Uh, but for now, we are going to just play a, a straightforward MC Bin Laden song. Uh, this is uh, Ta Tranquila Ta... What's the... Favora. Favora? Favora. Favora. Ah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so feel free to get up and twerk a little bit, and we'll be right back with more Salt Cathedral. Uh, uh, DJ! Uh, 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 uh. Mas, mas gosta assim, mas, mas tá suave final de semana Vai achando que é só playboy que vive Copacabana Aí, Dá uma olhada no cordão, tá tranquilo Aí, dá uma olhada nas bandidas que tá com nós Tá favorável, foca mais no sofoca Esse é o dilema da quadrilha Faz o sinal da Rogue Faz o famoso sinal do Ronaldinho Certo? Tá tranquilo, tá favorável Só os vilão, vem, vem Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Só os vilão, vem, 
tá tranquilo, tá favorado, tá tranquilo, tá favorado, tá tranquilo, tá favorado. Vai, um brinde pro Zé Calcado, tá tranquilo, tá favorado, tá tranquilo, tá favorado, tá tranquilo, tá favorado. Vai, um brinde pro Zé Calcado, vai achando que é só playboy que vive com a Tá girando mudão, girando o olhar, parado no tempo, não posso ficar. Girava o volante do Golf Sapão, agora vou virar o volante do Jaguar. Gira catraca, tipo uma disque, enrola o cabo de uma bandite. Já tá o paco de ser embolado na mesa que a bandida não resiste. Tira a postagem, gira comentário. Tira a postagem, gira comentário. Olha pra todos os recalcados, olha pra aquelas vizinhas fofoqueiras, pra quem desacreditava de nós. E fala. Mas tá suave final de semana. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Vai, o brinde pro Zé Calcado. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Vai, o brinde pro Zé Calcado. Vai achando que é só Está suave final de semana. Vai achando que é só playboy que vive Copacabana. Aí, dá uma olhada no cordão, tá tranquilo. Aí, dá uma olhada nas bandidas que tá com nós, tá favorável. Foca mais no sofoca, isso é o dilema da quadrilha. Faz o sinal da Rogue faz o famoso sinal do Ronaldinho, certo? Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Só os vilão, vem, vem. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Só os vem. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Vai, um brinde pro Zé Calcado. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Vai, um brinde pro Zé Calcado. Vai achando que é só playboy que vive com a girando o mundão, girando o olhar. Parado no tempo, não posso ficar. Girava o volante do Golf Sapão, agora vou virar o volante do Jaguar. Gira catraca, tipo uma disco. Enrola o cabo de uma bandite. Já tá o paco de ser embolado na mesa que a bandida não resiste Tira a postagem, gira comentário Tira a postagem, gira comentário Olha pra todos os recalcados Olha pra aquelas vizinhas fofoqueiras Pra quem desacreditava de nós E fala mas tá suave final de semana. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Vai, o brinde pro Zé Calcado. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Tá tranquilo, tá favorável. Vai, o brinde pro Zé Calcado. Vai achando que é só Quiero estar contigo Ey, 
Esto es un peso, yo prefiero los pesos, tu peso, backlash Solo estoy cumpliendo lo que dije un par de meses atrás, backlash Solo estoy cumpliendo, ay, ay Me acogió la depresión en un Ferrari, Llorando a 180 parece un tsunami Suena mi canción, está ahí el party Dios bendiga el reggaeton, Dios bendiga a Daddy En esta vida nadie sabe nah. A veces quiero que se acabe Voy pa' tu insta a ver qué sale Mami, con ese culo no se vale Ay, Perdí mi amor, perdí mis amigos Mírame que mono llorando en la limo Vamos Cantad conmigo, que le jodan al dinero, quiero estar contigo hey, yeah. Estoy enamorado del queso, pero prefiero un beso, tu beso Mami, el éxito es un beso, yo prefiero los pesos, tu beso Backlash Solo estoy cumpliendo lo que dije un par de meses atrás Backlash Solo estoy cumpliendo Ay Dios de nombre, en el pecho un Cristo Siempre brindáis con lo mismo Me gusta el oro, soy chulo, joven y listo Salgo de la limo, me siento de Niro Salvaje y con estilo, multiplatino Su culo muy gordo, su gusto muy fino Solo un Dios puede elegir su destino ¿Quién quiere tu respeto cuando tengo un millón? Tengo barras que no pueden doblar Un paso atrás, lo he en la bolsa Quiero mi pasta Cocinando la salsa, dame mi pasta Estoy mintiendo a la prensa Se joda la prensa Mientras se cierra la tranza Eso es siendo chiri dándote la chapa en la puerta del bar Yo soy leyenda legal Mírame la cara cuando me oigas hablar Ahora te callas y a escuchar, no hay más ¿Quién quiere tu respeto cuando tengo el millón? Dime Cabernet Sauvignon Todo ha sucedido según dijo el señor Brindando desde el avión Alrighty, and we're back. And the second song that we just heard there is by Setangana, el madrileño, el what is it? El poto, el, el caballo ganador. Le dicen el caballo ganador. Le dicen el caballo oh. ganador. He's so it's it's just so extra and fantastic. Um, and this song was also extra and fantastic. It's called Llorando en la Limo. Um, the video for it it's phenomenal. I I'm obsessed with with Setangana at the moment. Again, I, I mentioned like I'm not a big trap guy and like my two faves right now are setangana and bad bunny because they bring so much energy to the table absolutely agree with that and i mean i know trap has been a thing and yeah. you know like atlanta and i really like like future and all those guys but 
the, the, the resurgence of like Spanish trap really yeah. made me like love trap and get into it. And I think a lot of it, it could be lyrical too. Like, I don't know. You, totally. you, when you hear phrases in Spanish, you like, I don't know, you hear the vibe. Like, for example, that song, the Me cogió la depresión en un Ferrari. Like, that's, that line is just so Relatable. epic. Relatable. <laughs> it's so epic. It's like you see this person being like really like famous, having tons of money, and then like they're super depressed in a Ferrari. I don't know. Well, um, by the way, uh, because of scheduling conflicts that, I mean, are on my end, even though they're not totally my fault, uh, Nico has had to go attend to some business. So we're just going to wrap up the episode with Juli. But thank you so much for yes. still being with us. No, um, but yeah, um, I want to, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, this MC Bin Laden, uh, that you brought in this MC Bin Laden uh, track and, and that you would mention the, the collaboration because like you guys have a knack for just doing these incredible collabs. Like, and part of it is just that you guys are so gutsy. You just like, sort of like just email, like you're like, you know who I like? So-and-so we're just going to shoot him an email and see what happens. And like, I, I mean, it's so amazing and, and more than any, more than just praise. I want any like young musician out there who's like listening, you know, embrace your bravery and take a chance. I mean, half this game is just chance. I think so. I think that you lose a lot of opportunities, by not asking because yeah. you're always like this is ridiculous for us to ask like we we tried to get a collab with bunny for the last like year and a half and like of course now it's impossible yeah um but you know we tried and and it's just like you see these artists you like what they're doing and you kind of think like oh i could never have that but if you don't even try i mean we have collabs with modest yahoo and big frida and and assassin and, Laden and assassin and all these people who for us are like really important um culturally and musically and who are very musical themselves so yeah i think that's like a a good lesson that nico and i have learned in life it's like you just kind of like have to go for it and ask that's really fucking crazy uh, again i'm very very excited for all the things that you you guys are doing and like it sounds amazing um when when i interviewed you all the last time uh, again for remezcla um you guys said something really really special or nico this was nico specifically who said this that it was like you know if the first time we were talking about like the the first time that you went back to colombia and i think you played i think was it rock en el parque eh, rock al parque, rock sí. al parque. yeah and and that you had like this great response from the crowd again because like you were like you know, returning, yes. you know, as conquerors. Um, and like, and that, you know, Nico and his band had like dreamed about playing Rock al Parque and then, you know, obviously completely different circumstances and music. And, but you guys were playing up there and that it was like a, a, a tremendous sort of like emotional moment. And I yeah. wanted to see if you could talk a little bit about that. Well, Nico grew up going to Rock al Parque without a fault every single year because that is by essence a metal festival, like rock metal festival. And, and it's it, free. Yeah. And it's free. It's 300,000 people. It is the biggest free festival in Latin America. America. Shit. Um, you know, like the government pays for this somehow. Uh, they've thought it's important for culture and it's basically a metal festival. And so Nico, who who grew up in a metal scene, he used to go every single year. So it was, and he's been playing guitar since he was six years old. Yeah. So for him, it was like this dream kind of thing. And to literally come full circle with his like own music that he writes. And like many years later in a sort of pop, indie pop band, um, it was like very, very emotional. And for me, it was like I had been there, but it it was never like part of my culture, mm. kind of very ingrained because it was kind of dangerous for girls to go there. It gets okay. very intense. Yeah. Like literally you cannot take belts in. What? They would take your belts at the entrance. They tried they to do that They would literally have like 
boxes of belts because people it gets scary you know like people like die every year and stuff um because it's mostly male yeah it's very testosterone it's very testosterone everybody's metal everybody's dressed up and like you know if like the punks show up or like the skinheads show up it gets intense um but for me, it was very emotional because we thought there was going to be like no one and there was like 6,000 people. It we was thought, massive. We thought there was going to be maybe 200 and we're like, okay, it was it was a Monday at 4 p.m. <laughs> Monday was holiday, it was Puente, but, but it was like a 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. Um, on the last day of the festival. And we were like, maybe if 200 people show up, we'll be happy. And like 6,000 people showed up to sing our songs. I was just crying on stage. It was just like very emotional. I mean, I saw the video and it was crazy. And like, and again, you look into the crowd and everybody's dancing and having a blast, which, you know, and, and, and earlier when we started, I was telling you, you know, like I have this weird reverence for musicians just because like, again, like you could sit here with like a piece of wood with strings on it and like have, you know, five, 6,000 people just singing at you, like crying. And it's just like... That emotional connection that you can make through sound is just it's nuts. Unbelievable. So, I mean, that's so beautiful. And I'm so happy that happened for you guys. Cause, like, obviously, like, there's so much work that you put into this. Yeah, it was very special. We really want to tour. That's yeah. like where we're headed ish, trying to. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to, like, tell all my friends in random corners yes. of the world to go see you. Yes. Um, we've, this whole interview has happened in English, but like, you know, we off mic, we were like bouncing back and forth in Spanish and English and, and what have you. And your music mostly has come out in English. And I, I believe that in, in future singles, you might explore, um, you know, singing in Spanish just because like, I mean, obviously it's a part of your identity and your culture and your heritage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I wanted to ask a little bit about your dynamic with language in the music that, that you guys are creating. Yeah. So it's really interesting because I, I sometimes think that it takes you a lot of time and perspective to really appreciate things that you think are very given. Um, and especially in like places like Colombia, you always think that like what's American is better. What's European is better. Mm. So I guess in a way, like it was always like this English thing and going back to our roots felt like weird. And we, we grew up listening to the radio and the radio had music in English the Spanish songs were the dancey ones, but they were like the salsa ones, which like you weren't really like going to sing salsa per se uh, or the merengue. Um, so like the thought of making like pop music was always thought as in English. So after and living in Boston and then I moved here to try and like have a career here, it was like, well, I can't. Also, the resurgence of Latinos wasn't that big like yeah. six years ago when I moved to New York, seven years ago. Um, so it just kind of like was always in English and I, we were always waiting for the right moment to, for it to feel genuine yeah. uh, and for us to kind of like be able to do this in a very like real way and way that we loved. So now we started working music in Spanish and three of our upcoming singles have like stuff in Spanish and it is definitely harder because it's so close to me that mm-hmm. it feels too revealing so I kind of feel like I can be cryptic and it's more distance if it's in English, but if it's in Spanish, it's like, like you're ripping my heart out. Like literally my, yeah. my soul is just like, it's too much. Well, and that's, and that's so interesting because again, like, you know, you, it, it, there is this moment right now where like, again, Drake is singing in Spanish. Like there is this gaze, uh, upon our culture and in a way cool. Like, I mean, we've been here, you're not discovering anything, but like, it's cool to like kind of get the props from like the established industry, even yeah. though like, you know, we really shouldn't be aspiring to be measured by that. Like, you know, 
I mean, to talk about viability. Exactly. Six years ago, it wasn't viable to to make like a band that sings songs in Spanish in New York and be able to live off of it. But like, it's also like really cool. Like, you know, so yeah, so there's this trendiness, but I feel like your music, uh, Salt Cathedral's music is so honest. It, It comes from a very sincere place. And like, because there's such a, an interesting narrative, again, from more indie rock to like more hip hop influenced sort of internalized cerebral music to, you know, like now this dance hall thing, like there is such a great progression with your music that like, even if there were somebody to be like all cynical, like, Oh, they're doing it in Spanish now because it's cool. Like, there is very much an established precedent for evolution. Yeah. And and what you're saying is is also not the first time that I've heard it. You know, like uh, when I interviewed Plastics Revolution on the show, you know, they too became famous for like, you know, well, not because of it, but like they their early releases were all in English. Yeah. And we talked about that anxiety that they felt. They're like, yeah, like, I mean, our life is also in a different place now. And, you know, like when we started making music, the art that we were consuming, whether it was music, television, movies, was mostly was in English. mostly in English, But yeah. now that has also evolved, exactly. you know, thanks to globalization, you representation. You turn the radio on in yeah. Colombia and there's music in Spanish, mostly. Which it's is wonderful. Used to, yeah, exactly. Although, and but in some places there isn't. And some places have had to pass like uh, like like a law. Like, like yeah. Chile, I think, has a 50-50. Like you must play a, at least half of the music on the radio should be Chilean. That's amazing. Which yeah. is like weird and kind of restrictive. But at the same time, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important maybe tool for like preserving, preserving local pride. I mean, pride, I hear Canada identity. does that too, yeah. which mm-hmm. is like amazing. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just think, I, I again, I just think it's really cool like that... Again, as I was, as I, I, I used the word experimental earlier, like you guys are just open to trying new things regularly. Yeah. And that, that is a good thing because I've always feel like even if someone were like, oh, now they're going like these dembo, like reggaeton kind of beats. It's like, <laughs> it's definitely not just cause it's on trend. It's right. You know, it's not following this, like, oh, how can we like capitalize on these things? It's like, I mean, we were doing dance hall before like right. the whole reggaeton thing was big and it's very similar rhythms and we've always changed and evolved and we will probably change, keep changing and evolving, yeah. you know, it's Which part is of wonderful. what we do. It's part of what we do. It's part of like what may, whatever makes all cathedral is that we're ADD as fuck and we'll do a hip hop song one day, a soul song the next Work. day. Or like inspired, you know, inspired by all these types of different musics. But evolve or die. I mean, that's just that's just the nature of nature. <laughs> no, absolutely. And like, it would be really hard for us to be a band like, I don't know. I love bands like Beach House. I love Beach sure. House. But like, I don't listen to any more Beach House records because it's just the same. It's like mm. Beach House <laughs> again, okay. which is cool. I can hear that. But I can like, get that. Yeah. But I don't know. We just that's maybe just not us. And it's I think it's a hundred percent connected to where we come from who we are and the fact that we live in New York and that we're immigrants and that we're also Latinos and we're yeah. also like our generation. It's like all these factors. And, and again, it's, it's really good to be tapped in to where you come from, to have an idea of where you're going. Absolutely. You know? So that's really wonderful. Um, before we go, I have one final question. Um, you know, obviously like you mentioned, like there's new singles, like you guys are out here. We're gang. Um, I know that you are signed to ultra music, which yes. by the way, congratulations. Thank you. That's really awesome. Uh, I know that there's plans for touring, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, any idea of when an album might come like a ballpark figure? Um, yes. So, cause right now we're finishing like a lot of uh, masters and legal stuff. Mm-hmm. 
it kind of became too late in the year to release music. Absolutely. Because it's too late and end of the year lists. And even though Nico and I wanted to be stubborn as hell, everyone on our team is like, no, you're crazy. Yeah. You're just throwing it into a black void. So um, January, first single, and then we'll have them all lined up, probably four or five singles. Wow. Uh, and then and then we're hoping to see an album on, in the spring. That's what we're That's aiming amazing. for. Oh, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait for everybody to know what I already know. Yes, <laughs> so exciting. I feel like um, I'm, I'm sitting on the worst kept secret. I'm like, yes, how do you guys not know this band yet? Our album. And, and we're working on a very special project. We're working on a seven inch, um, a very special seven inch for record store day. Awesome. Uh, not on the label and it can't be released digitally. Okay. And it's our collaboration with Lee Scratch Perry. <gasps> oh, work. So the, that should be yes. super, super exciting. I don't know if, you're, if you guys want to follow us and know when it's going to come out because that should be fun. And that's a little like kind of thing we got to do. We get to do kind of off the record as yeah. long as we don't do a digital release. Um, so it's going to be special. That's so cool. Well, um, so that people know where to find these all these like little special events and releases, uh, can you tell our listeners where they can follow uh, Salt Cathedral and where they can listen to your music? Absolutely. Um, we are at Salt Cathedral everywhere. Um, and our music is on Spotify and Apple and all the music places. It's on YouTube. It's on SoundCloud. Um, but I feel like the thing we update the most is our Instagram, probably. Mm-hmm. So... Salt Cathedral on Instagram. Awesome. And obviously, we will be linking to everything in the show notes, so make sure to find them there. Again, find their music, stream it, buy it, show up to the goddamn gig. This yeah. is how you support We're playing in independent December, music. December 20th in else, at Elsewhere here in New York. Oh, fantastic. Yes. So, th- again, that's December 20th at Elsewhere. We will be linking to that as well. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, I'm sure that, like, I'm sure, because I know myself, and I'm sure that there's going to be somebody out there in the void listening to this being like, Salt Cathedral. I'm guessing that name comes after the Cathedral of Sipakira. The Cathedral of Sipakira. Not only that, but we are official ambassadors of the the Catedral in Sipakira. And the other ambassador is Falcao. That's amazing. The the very famous like soccer player. (laughs) Yes. Uh, By the way, like you guys need to like the acoustics in there are brilliant. You need to figure out a way to play a show. We are playing a show. We're working with them. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, dreams come true. Yes. Um, well, we're going to sign out with, uh, oh, by the way, before we sign out, um, well, we're song mess on everything. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, that Twitter, uh, Facebook, all at song mess. Uh, make sure to reach out to us, contact us, talk to us, be engaged with us. Uh, you can always email us your music, uh, suggestions, complaints, uh, try to keep it positive, please. Uh, at songmessmusic at gmail.com. Uh, you can listen to the show on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, um, Apple Podcasts, um, and always feel free to Google us. I'm sure we'll come up wherever you, you, you'd like, even on several pirate stations. Um, and obviously, if you'd like to support Songmess financially, you can find our merch uh, uh, at songmess.threadless.com. That's our little online store. You can find t-shirts, sweatshirts, bags, mugs, notebooks, like legit anything with our little Songmess logo. I'm working on trying to update that little online store. There's oh, good yeah. stuff, good colors, good good merch. I promise. I wear it all the time. Go You've probably seen a picture shit. of me in it. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I got uh, on the, on the plug side. Oh, and also make sure to rate us, rate us and subscribe five stars only. Give us a comment cause that ups our visibility. Now we have one final song. Again, I love this track as well. This is a Salt Cathedral song. It's called No Love. I just want to say something really quick. Please, please, please. I just want to say thank you because uh, the way you ask questions is very thoughtful. And I feel like you, it's rare to have people who interview you who 
know your music, care, and like understand the depth of where it's coming from and and the why. And I just feel very, very grateful for this. Thank you. No, I mean, I, 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 I find that like it's it's such a struggle for if sometimes when I'm trying to write it because there's so much context that you aim to convey mm-hmm. and aren't always able to and it's just like you know because like I understand that like you know um, artists work do- doesn't live in a bubble and it doesn't live in a vacuum mm-hmm. you know so it's like it's really important for me to like this is not just this hip band from Brooklyn they come from Colombia and they have all these influences and you know so yeah I'm, I'm very yeah, very happy to you're very good at this and we feel very like respected and valued because of it thank, so, thank you oh thank my you. god that means I'm doing my job yes. um, so um, again we're gonna close out with No Love and you had a beautiful video for it that you actually got to shoot in Colombia which again sí, amazing Thing. Um, what can how can uh, what can you tell us about the song and can you tell us a little bit about the video as well? Please? Oh, this song is really special because one I don't know why I always talk about uh, serious things in songs, but this song is about like kind of being frustrated with the like amount of violence in the world yeah. and really feeling that we're all the same and the amount of like intolerance between like cultures and races and religions and all of this. It's like we're all the same. We're all literal humans who just have like body parts and our bodies culturally are, are meant to, to dance, to move. They yeah. like instinctually move. So it's kind of like a, what if we just draw, use our bodies as an instrument of dance instead of an instrument of violence. And we understand that we're all brothers and we just kind of love each other and we just dance because yeah. it's, because it's fun and it's awesome. Um, and so the joy what, and exuberance really comes through in the video. Yeah, and that's so that's what we tr- tried to do. And we went to a community in Cartagena, and we brought everybody out in the community, like the <laughs> eighty-seven-year-old lady and the like, four-year-old kid, and everybody to dance. And we danced with them, and like they're from a different place than than Nico and I are, but we all got together, and it was just kind of like this really, really beautiful kind of cultural moment for us and for them too. They were like super happy, and everyone just had fun and danced. And awesome. Yeah. Well, I think this is a great note to go out on. Again, the band is Saul Cathedral. Uh, it's Juli and Nico. Nico, again, is attending to band-related business. Um, but again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, again, remember to follow them and you know listen to their music and purchase and show up to shows. Uh, again, independent music cannot continue to live without, you know, again, individual support. So please show up for bands. Uh, I'm Richard Villegas. This is Song Mess. Uh, we're signing out with No Love by Saul Cathedral. Enjoy, get up and dance because that's what this music is all about. And we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao. Ciao.